Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 392. I guess I was wrong about the timing of things, and so this time I have sort of final review thoughts for Diablo 4, and then a few random thoughts about seasons in general. And I guess Remnant, I won't have my early access until after this podcast comes out, kinda, you know, right around that same time, so I won't have anything to say about that. So I may do an early podcast uh, instead of three weeks, do it in two weeks, but I'll probably just wait the full three weeks because I have anywhere from about one hour a day to play to maybe four hours a day to play. So even at, you know, three weeks, that's probably just about right to get through the main campaign and then do a few more runs in adventure mode and actually get some real thoughts on it. So I'll probably save it for that. But hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So I would say, as I think I did before in my sort of overall thoughts of Diablo 4, if you liked previous Diablos, you will probably like Diablo 4. I think the main questline is really good. It's well written and well voice acted. There is a lot of character growth, and there are cutscenes at the start of each act. The side quests, however, aren't all that great. There's one that follows some people being possessed, or others that follow sort of the Herodric line, or other uh, Crusader lines, or other, you know, familiar lore from the Diablo universe. But then there are other ones like, oh, my camel was scared by the demons, can you go save her? And they're just seemingly a little more than fetch quests or quests to just waste your time, kind of. And so those are not that great. I would say the split is probably about 40-60 in terms of, you know, good quests that are interesting and sort of build on the lore and just junk filler quests that aren't really terribly interesting. I would say the class abilities do feel pretty good, though I did only play Rogue to level 64 and Barbarian to level 45. It doesn't seem as flexible as the skill system in something like Diablo 3, because in Diablo 3 you could easily swap out your abilities and there were talents that modified those abilities and you don't really have that ability in Diablo 4. You can swap out and respec your build anytime you want, but they work differently than 3 in that they don't have those talents to change up how they sort of have effects. Those are now built into the items in what they call, I think, affixes. For example, a main rogue ability is Twisting Blades, which shoots out a couple blades in front of you and they travel forward for a bit and then come back. And one of the affixes changes it, so when you do the ability, the blades that fly out just fly around you in a circle instead of flying forward. 
So for a melee build, that's a pretty critical thing to change, and you want to do that as soon as you can. These affixes will be on the various items as they drop. I think they don't start for a while, though I don't think you see them until probably the teens. I'm tempted to say around level 15 you'll start to see them. But some of them are also unlocked by completing dungeons, like the rogue one that is for Twisting Blades. You can unlock that in a dungeon. And then there's this whole deep crafting system that I won't really uh, get into or talk about because other podcasts uh, talk about it quite a bit. But you can then put it on uh, yourself in sort of a crafting kind of way. Though the crafted affixes will be the lowest version of that tier, and that's basically sort of your pre-level 50 tier, and then I think there's another tier from 50 to 60 maybe? And then from 60 to 70 is another tier, and then from 70 up is kind of the final tier. But ideally you will want uh, certain ones in certain places, like the Twisting Blades ones for Rogue you would ideally want on a two-handed weapon or jewelry because it gets the biggest bonus from that. And so when you get items with the affixes you want and they drop and it's higher item level and you're going to swap it out, it can kind of mess with your build because you've got certain ones in certain places and then if you get a, a better one of one you already have but it's in a different slot, then you have to not only change you know, that slot but you have to change the other slot that it was originally in. So builds can get very messy very quickly because of changing these affixes and getting better versions. I will say a lot of how you perform uh, will be based on kind of your understanding of you know what your build uh, does good in and which affixes you want as well as I think around level 30 you really need to understand how the defensive ones work for your build and having you know specific ones that fit your build that are you know, the better defensive ones are kind of actually critical to survival. You'll just all of a sudden start dying and you'll be like, what is killing me? I do not understand. And then if you know which affixes to get, you'll be like, oh, okay, these are the ones that are keeping me alive. I need to always have them. And again, there are, you know, other YouTubers and such that go all kinds of into depth on which is the best defensive ones for which class and what builds and etc. etc. One big change for Diablo 4 is that zones will have a level minimum that they should be, but pretty much everything will scale. So like if you are level 5 and you walk into a level 10 zone, it will be level 10. And you won't want to do that. That will be a bad time for you. However, if you are level 15 and you walk into a level 10 zone, then the level 10 zone will scale up to level 15. So it will never be sort of less than your level, except they, they do kind of cap in the tiers, and like I'm 64 and pretty much everything is 60, but that's a separate issue. But in general, everything will be scaling up to your level, unless, like I said, you go somewhere that's a higher minimum level than you. And it does show that uh, on the map, so it's pretty easy to see, and you'll know pretty much right away if you're going somewhere you shouldn't by you know getting squished very quickly. <laughs> Also, by level 30, you should have pretty much your entire skill tree uh, flushed out, and you're just kind of increasing the number of points uh, from there. You should have access all the way down uh, to your final talent. And so 
things kind of feel samey-samey from that point on because you're not really getting any new abilities. You're just sort of making the ones you have better. So I would say the scaling and that unlocking is a little bit different uh, than previous Diablo games where you could walk into an area that was much higher level than you and you're like, oh, I feel really challenged now because I'm underleveled. And then, you know, you get up the gear and you get better and you, you know, get higher level than that area and you feel, you know, really accomplished. There really isn't that uh, in Diablo 4 because you're pretty much always going to hit that scaling point until level 50 when you get to sort of the end game and you start building into your paragon points and your paragon points can change up your build a little bit more but more so it's about going into world tier 3 and then world tier 3 will be you know quite a bit more powerful than you and then you you build up your power and you get through you know your 60s and you get into your mid to late 60s you want to try for world tier 4 and then everything will be higher again but again you know getting into that whole end game area there's Lots of YouTubers that talk about that and get into that all in depth. Basically, there are a couple of different activities. There's Helltide events, which are areas that are slightly higher level than everywhere else. And then there's Nightmare Dungeons, which I think are the most fun. They make regular Dungeon like super high level. And then you get, you know, special keys to unlock specific levels. So you'll know, you know, what level it is you're going into. So you can avoid, you know, going into one too high. But I would say, in general, if you just go through and you're like, well, I don't want to do endgame stuff, I just want to play through, and I'll play on one character, and I'll play through the main quest line, and that's it. I would say if you liked previous Diablos, that would be a good time. I don't know if it's quite worth the, I think, base price is 70 bucks, so you might want to wait for a sale if that's what you're going to do. But even if you're going to do that, plus all of the side quests... Plus, do some dungeons and just randomly kill some monsters in dungeons now and then. You know, I would say that would probably all be worth full price because I haven't even finished all the side quests and I'm like level 64. <laughs> so, not to say, you know, there's a ton of side quests. If you keep it, you know, lower world tier, it would be much easier to kill the monsters and get through it. But I would say, you know, from a how many hours you're going to spend, it would probably be you know, 70 plus hours to get through all of the main campaign and all of the leveling and get to the point where you're doing the side quests. And I would say that would be uh, worth the regular full price. And then, you know, if you continue on to end game stuff, it's even more value. But I would say once you get to level probably around 30-ish, it feels more like you're just playing to get higher numbers on all the things and you're just upgrading and upgrading and upgrading, and you're not really getting any more powerful or any more different. It's just bigger numbers. The Paragon system uh, does change that a little bit. I think there are some things that can uh, tweak things a little bit, but it's not, you know, like, oh, I got this whole new, completely different power. It's just like really minor tweaks. And again, mostly the affix system from the items that are dropping will have a bigger impact on that than anything else. That being said, so far I think it is super fun. I had just barely started getting into World Tier 3 stuff because I took so long to get to maximum level. I guess part of that was I always played on World Tier 2, 
And people say if you play in World Tier 1, you get through it much faster. And I guess that is true, because people were hitting max level and then World Tier 3 and World Tier 4, and I was still way behind everybody else. But I would say it has been super fun. But, you know, I don't know, because I never got to that final World Tier. I don't know how grindy it's going to feel. And I don't know if I'm going to care if it's just getting bigger numbers, you know, and more bigger numbers and bigger numbers. You know, at that point, I get, you know, really bored and uninterested in the games. And that's sort of all my review thoughts. Blizzard is doing seasons for Diablo 4, and at the time this podcast comes out, right around then, that will be the start of the first season. Will the Diablo 4 seasons be interesting? I don't know. Destiny 2 having seasons is probably one of the only reason that there are as many people playing it as there are. I think if they didn't do seasons, people would have lost interest quite a long time ago, and You'd probably see a spike when a new expansion came out, but then that would probably quickly drop. Even as it is, they've been doing seasons for so long, they're just kind of copying and pasting now, and people are kind of rapidly losing interest as seasons come and go. We'll see what happens uh, with next season in about a month. But Path of Exile Seasons, which is also an action RPG like Diablo, has always had seasons, and that is probably the one I am... Uh, more familiar with having seasonal change in an ARPG sense. I think they are also every three to four months. I'm not entirely sure. I only actually have played a Path of Exile season about every year and a half, so that shows you how interested I am in seasonal content for an ARPG. And the reason why I don't play them is because the core of the game really remains unchanged. With Passive Exile, they force you to do the main campaign every time. With Diablo 4, after you do it once, you can skip it after that, thankfully, so you won't have to do that every season. But all of those side quests and such, I don't know that those could be ignored. You might need them to level up, and so you're still going to probably do the same stuff, you know, definitely the dungeons over and over and over again every season. So it would depend on how much... The rest of the game changes. With this first upcoming season, I know they are getting rid of gem slots and changing them to a colored slot. I think there are four colors, maybe? And then there will be special, like, runestone kind of things to drop, and you have to match the color. So, unlike gems, which are matched by the item you're putting it into, you know, you're matching a rune, rock, whatever into a particular color. So maybe it's damage, but it doesn't necessarily go on a weapon because maybe the color matches a chest piece. So you're going to have a slightly different grind slash searching in that regard. And also that's going to kind of heavily restrict some people. I guess sorcerers are going to be the most screwed because they are the ones who most need armor and life. 
and now you know this system is going to be removing that entirely so they could be in big trouble there's also some kind of hellish event going on i don't quite know all the details on that but i know there is supposed to be some special stuff going on everywhere so we'll have to see if that is actually true or not and if it's actually interesting enough to engage with or not or if like path of exile it's just meh and i you know i'm not interested and skip it there is also going to be a seasonal pass with ranks and you'll want to do specific things like one thing they mentioned is get a character to level 10 is one of the ranks and so they say all of the rewards are supposed to be cosmetic but it will cost ten dollars for the paid track there is also a free track which again you know both sides would have just cosmetic stuff but we'll see we'll see what that means um you know the fear is that all of the good looking stuff will be on the paid track but you know we'll see you know what happens in the future if that is true or not but you don't have to you know pay for it and people like me who don't really care about cosmetic stuff is like well there's already a basic transmog system in the game anything you get from drop and then you know you take it apart then you know the appearance look and you can use that in your transmog system so I don't really feel like I'm going to be limited in any way by, you know, not having a paid transmogs. So, I don't know. We'll see uh, what that means for seasonal pass uh, ranks, if I care or not. And, you know, is the seasonal activity changes enough to keep my interest or not? I don't know. I guess we'll see uh, in the coming weeks. And, of course, if you want to learn more, you can uh, check out the official website, and I'm sure, you know, there will be tons of YouTubers and reviewers uh, talking about it after the season comes out. But that's all my thoughts on, you know, seasons in general and the upcoming Diablo 4 first season. And that's all I have for this time. Obviously, the only news is Diablo 4 Season 1 is happening, and Remnant 2 is coming out uh, also around the same time, so I will talk about that on next podcast. But that's all I have for this time. I don't know if there's anything special going on. I don't think there is in the next few weeks. It's the middle of July, so I don't think really anything's going on. It's my birthday at the end of August, but that's not, you know, an official holiday or anything. But I guess I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, 
you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2023.